<laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Night Glute Podcast. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I started cracking up because Carlo's face. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Welcome to the Laughing Network. Yeah. Is that the, Welcome to the weekly nightly podcast as part of the hockey podcast network season two episode 20 i'm aj i'm carlo of the lockdown podcast network <laughs> <laughs> all right hey guys this is uh eric and this is dave and we clearly well yeah we don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> we clearly like, have no idea what the fuck we're doing right now <laughs> have we ever though like have we ever claimed that we actually knew what the fuck we were doing no no I get, actually got someone from Twitter saying like, "Oh, you're such an expert. What did you? What were you wrong in your bold prediction?" I'm like, "Dude, it was, it was just for kicks and giggles. I don't care." Which bold prediction was it? It was the one when I said that uh, LA was gonna pull it off, but uh, but Vegas was gonna choke against the Sharks. That's what my bold prediction was, which is obviously was a tongue in cheek thing, because you know. <laughs> but. I'm like, yeah, I've so never pretend, yeah, we never pretended to be experts here. We're just fans. We're well smart ass fans too. Yeah. On that note, um, we're recording the day before playoff start for Vegas. So it's Saturday uh, before the Minnesota Wild game starts on Sunday. So uh, had a lot of games that happened and uh, Vegas ended up in second place overall in the league behind good old Colorado. Thanks Fuck to em. probably the cap. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us are necessarily upset about it. We were just talking before we started here about who we felt would be the worst possible matchup. And I don't know. Minnesota doesn't seem like that scary. I mean, yeah, they beat us a lot in regular season, but that doesn't always translate to playoffs. Yeah. They'll be a pain in the ass to play against, but uh, I see Vegas went in in, in six. I mean, it just, they'll, and it does kind of depend on if Pacioretty's back or not or who's back in the lineup. But I still see this being a, a six-game series. Vegas coming out on top. Uh, it'll be close. Each game will be close. I don't think anyone will be blown out. You know, one-goal games, maybe even a couple overtime games. But Did, did you still. see the, uh, the practice lines tonight or today? I think – I think Pacioretty is going to be back. They had no six skating up on first line left wing, meaning that's going to be a, a placeholder, placeholder thing. Yeah. They, they they would have put Yanmark up there yeah. instead of on third line. No six yeah. not playing first line left wing. So I think that's a placeholder. I think Pacioretty is going to be back tomorrow. It makes sense. The what only is- one that's kind of out there that might not be is Martinez. So that's the. But if that were the case, Eric, do you think they would have kept Holden where he was on the first pairing, or wouldn't they have moved McNabb up there? No, I think they liked how McNabb and Theodore Theodore played much much better after he started figuring McNabb out because they what it was twenty games ago or so that they took um, Martinez and put him up with with Petrangelo and I think Petrangelo is playing so well right now that he's going to carry Holden and they're going to be okay with that. Yeah, I completely yeah, I mean, agree there. We have seen like the the Petro we were expecting all season come out in the last what five or six games or so. Ten Maybe. or so, yeah. yeah, yeah he's he's even been really longer good. than that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's I, been really since he returned from injury. He had what one or two bad games, and he's been really good since then. Yeah, yep. he's been really good for. I, I think he's been good most of the. He wasn't great a lot of the season, but he was good. It's just his offense is starting to show up lately. Really. Yeah, and every player is going to have a moment anyway. But the, you know, with him being the eight point eight million dollar player, those moments get magnified by people. 
a lot is expected of him. And when you, you, yep. if you even just a little bit, not meet those expectations, he, he becomes a target. Yeah. And then, and then he just started like all of a sudden having insane scoring abilities too. Right. Like yeah. he, he had the game winning goal in that overtime three, two win against Minnesota. Right. Um, he had a and couple he, assists in the St. Louis games. Yep. Then and he, he could have had more, to be honest with you. Yeah, and then he scored the only goal against Colorado, and then he scored the first goal against San Jose, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, he's offensive. His stretch pass has been on the mark, too. Oh, yeah. well, his stretch pass was always looking nice, but, like, all of a sudden it's been connecting, like, every time. There was one yeah. – wasn't there one with – oh, no, it was Mark Stone pass to somebody, and it was insane also. Uh, on oh, Steve, the back pass to Petro, Stevenson, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, the back pass to Petro that was amazing. Um, the spinner spinorama pass to Petro. And then I think Petro tried to go cross ice instead of shooting it, and then it got blocked. I think I think that was what it was. Yeah, I think it was. I forgot who was in the rush with him. I think it was Stevenson. Oh no, it was Yanmark that was in the rush with them. But then uh, the the pass got blocked. Never got through. That, that should have been a goal, but it is it is how it is now. How are you guys feeling about Yanmark and how much they paid for him now? They didn't really pay much for Yenmark. Depends no. on the playoffs. No. Yeah. That, that, that move was for the playoffs. That move was for death scoring in the playoffs. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, what, uh, whatever. I mean, did he do much in the regular season? Not really, but he was only there. What? How many games did he have? 10, 12? Yeah. At the most. And, yeah. And when you get guys like Stevenson and Martinez off the deadlines and, and they perform really well, you expected a lot from Yenmark. Uh, just because of those standards, I, I, like I said, I'm not that impressive, Yammer, but I'm not also that, like, it's it's not terrible. The trade wasn't I, terrible. I think more his role was to open things up more for Alex Tuck, and Tuck has done pretty decent down the stretch as well too. Yeah. So, but I, I do agree with Eric though that these playoffs will determine whether he comes back or not. And here's the one thing. I mean, everybody sees it as, as a second round pick and goes, oh, God, it's going to be a late second round pick, right? Like, yeah. it's going to be a, a bottom eight, right? They're, we all assume they're making it past the first round. So it's going to be a bottom eight pick. Um, and with that, I mean, look, Jake LeCision was a late second pick. He's never sniffed the NHL, and he probably won't sniff the NHL. Would you rather have somebody that at least played or never? Carlo, you can make all the faces you want, but Jake LeCision will probably never sniff the NHL. I think you will. Okay. Bottom bottom six forward in the future. That's not, not, not on this team. Not um no not not in the near future, but he will soon. Yeah. At least they kept the new jersey. He's, he's looked really good. I think the decisions looked really good. He's developing from year one to year two as is leaps and bounds, to be honest. This he's, is his third best, year. Is there uh no his second. He played last year was his rookie year. Okay, then he played late in the first year, just didn't make yeah, the lineup. He didn't make the yeah. Um, he's their best penalty killer down there, to be honest with you, as a forward. Nice. Well, on that so note, I scouted Henderson. Yeah, scouted, we're, we're, we're going, just because I had to bring up, I had to bring up decision. I'm just saying, a late second round pick is not that yeah. much to give up for Yanmark. Third round yeah. picks, same thing. I mean, third round picks sometimes don't ever get signed, so it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was that much. Uh, but yeah, it all comes out of the playoffs, right? But they. We talked about this a little bit, probably, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. I think they try to re-sign him over Nosek just because of his – you saw how they view him. They put him up on first line mm-hmm. versus Nosek never gets first line minutes. So, I mean, they view yeah. him with a higher ceiling. So, I think 
We'll see what the playoffs brings, right? Like his speed, I, he he kills the penalty. He can play on the power play. He he is what Vegas looks for. So, I isn't he younger than Noshik too? Right? I think they're very similar age. Yeah, Young I Mark's think they're within one Noshik or two years. Oh, no, never mind. Yeah, they're pretty much the same age. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought he was like a year younger than him, but never mind. But yeah, you you do have a point there, Eric. They do trust him a little bit more than Noshik. Uh, and they know what Noshik is already too. We've seen Noshik, we've played, which I also, I still like Noshik, but we talked about this before in the previous podcast and who they bring back or not. So I don't want to keep harping over this, but yeah, Yanmark has the inside edge right now, but depends on his performance in the playoffs. Yeah, if they're gonna bring either or both back, to be honest. So uh, on on the note of the playoffs, um, what do you guys kind of? most excited for slash most nervous about when it comes to playing the wild for the first round. I, I think the wild wild having a good record against Vegas is a little bit overblown. Cause I talked about this on my other podcast where <laughs> self plug, uh, where the th- three of the games Vegas played against the wild, they were a man short. And one of those is when they had the, the first time they had the Colasar line, the infamous, Colasar line and they actually got to overtime that game and if they had if they had a full roster I think Vegas wins that game because they blew a three third period lead in that game and because they were gassed they were tired and I think uh, they only they won won that game and that's the one where Riley Smith came back that was the one when they won in overtime just recently but like I said three of those games Vegas was playing under man and they're not going to play under man in the postseason because they don't have to worry about the cap yeah I think that's fair I I I think a lot of people who have been saying like oh like look at Vegas like they can't do certain things it's like yeah but they haven't played a full roster like half the season at this point so it's Mm -hmm. like it was almost think? ten games, was it? Like nine, or I mean, it was yeah. a, it was a, a significant yeah. number of games that they played with at least one man down, and there was a couple that they played two men down. Um, most excited about the playoffs, obviously, just the playoffs being here, right? At least, I mean, all the Western teams have at least seven thousand fans in the arena too, so we're getting back to that. So home ice might mean something. Um, as far as most nervous when it comes to the Wild, it's just the mental side of it, right? Minnesota's going to have some confidence because they've been able to come back on them. They've been able to win games. I mean, Minnesota went five, one and two against Vegas this year. Like that was their record because of the goofy loser point and everything. Vegas's record was what three, four and one or something like that. Um, But if you look at it from Minnesota's side, five, one and two, they only lost one time in regulation. They probably are going to feel confident with that, right? Seven times they either won or went to overtime that's going to give them some confidence if the game starts going a certain way. But for me, Talbot's not going to, I don't think Talbot can get hot. Like Talbot's been a solid goaltender his entire career, but he is not a get hot and steal games for him type of guy. Their defense is super solid, but uh, Spurgeon's probably the closest thing to a superstar. He just doesn't get any of the actual recognition for being a superstar. And other than Kaprizov, I mean, they have a bunch of decent forwards, but I don't think they can hang with Vegas' top six. That's just me. I mean. No, no, I agree. Um, But one thing I did look at before we started this recording is I went through the basically how the points were structured for each player on the Minnesota's projected lineup for tomorrow. 
their depth scores a lot better than ours does. Um, so they have less points on their top lines, but their points are distributed more evenly across all, all, all four lines. But I was making this point to uh, somebody I was talking to a couple of days ago. Playoffs are completely different. If you put the stone line out there and then you go to the second line and then there's a stoppage and you can put somebody back out there, hey, cool, I, I appreciate that it's the third line's opportunity. You're going to fucking put stone right back out there. They're going to play a lot more minutes, especially yeah. if Minnesota's putting one of their top six lines out there. It's just going to – you're going to get a lot more matching and you're going to go get a lot more out of the top six. Top six isn't going to play 19 minutes a game. They're going to play 22, 23 minutes a game, in my opinion. And, and- – they're used to that because of them playing undermanned a lot. They're used to playing a lot of minutes. So that's conditioning right there. <laughs> so it's just it's just playoff prep, man. Pete DeBoer is a big brain right there. Or the general manager's big brain right there. In the wild, I have not had a good track record of making it out of the first round in the past, you know, half a decade either. So, you know, I know they have cappers off now, but it's I, I still think Vegas is the overall better team. And hopefully they don't do you know, get too much in their heads before beforehand, and we see them take a good win on the first game here. Yeah, I think game one's going to dictate how long that series goes, right? Like, if if Vegas comes out wins fairly, not handily, not like five one or anything like that, but they win by a couple goals, I think that series could be over in five, right? Vegas loses loses game one, that game that series could probably go seven, like yeah. legit. Dave, Dave, what do you think about playing in St. Paul, though? Dave, I, I want your opinion on this. <laughs> playing in St. Paul? Yeah, we, uh, we've well, had I a say, bad record on I this. Say, I say the ranks are the exact same size. They have the same <laughs> curve. It's, I'm talking about the mental thing. <laughs> uh, I don't see any issues. I mean, Vegas was good at home. Vegas was good on the road. Um, I'm not sure, like, how many fans they're going to allow in Minnesota. I'm not sure what their uh, numbers is. 7,000. Everybody's over 7,000. There's 7,000 like us too. Okay. I wasn't sure how much they had opened up or they were like at 22% like some are. So um, my, my thoughts on this series is too, like what I'm excited for is, you know, I'm, I'm ready to be in playoffs. I'm finally get to go back. I'm not going to miss any of the playoff games. Things I'm not going to be excited about is paying for those tickets. <laughs> But uh, overall, Minnesota's they, they do have good team speed. Um, we I think I've mentioned it before. We've all mentioned before. They're, they're kind of similar that way to Vegas year one. Mm-hmm. Um, when on their breakouts and countering attacking. But I just, the way this team was built for the playoffs, the way Vegas was built for the playoffs, I just think that's going to be the key to the series. And them weaning it down and just wearing down the Minnesota Wild, Capersoft, uh, as awesome as it, that kid is, he's not experienced this kind of playoffs before. He is a KHL champion, though, so he has played with a lot yeah, of pressure. Yeah, he has, but that's why I said this type of playoffs. Yeah. So so one thing I did notice is that, you know, over the past, you know, however many games since we last recorded this podcast, so Minnesota, St. Louis, Colorado, and that one in San Jose there, Mark Stone hasn't been rolling all that much which is normal if you look at kind of how Mark Stone's points come in. They, they usually come in in buckets. He'll have like 10 games of just awesome play, and then he'll be, you know, off the score sheet for like four or five games. Well, I'm hoping that this is kind of the end of that cycle so that, you know, he's starting off the playoffs and he's also starting to get rolling again. Um, With him being captain now, I think he's he, he realizes his role now. He has to be that leader. 
he is going to be a little more focused and battling through to be that leader. He needs patches back. I was going to say, I think having his Robin out of the lineup is kind of affecting it a little bit too. Because yes, Stevenson is not finish, finishing his breakaways. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think I think Stone is fine. He's been really good. He's way over a point per game player. Uh, and when you said like, if this is his slump right before the end of the playoffs, and his his, his surge is going to be in the playoffs, I'll take that anytime. Yeah, yeah, because I think we saw like a a surge at the end of the regular like. Yeah, end of the regular season, and then all of a sudden he got injured last year, but then COVID happened. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, when everybody's in the bubble, you haven't played for a long time, so it was really a crapshoot. I think since they are coming off immediately off of playing this year, hopefully that gets him rolling better than it did during the last playoffs because I think that was one of the things is Mark Stone wasn't rolling last playoffs much, and that had a big effect. And remember, Patch already got there late, too. He didn't yep. start out in the bubble right away. Yeah, he wasn't in first round at all. Not that, wait. Not that no, he got he played, no, he, he played, he played, no, he played. Just he just missed the first game or two. He missed. Yeah. He missed oh, the no, prelims. He wasn't in the round robin in the first. Yeah, the round robin. Yeah, I was yep. like, I remember Patches playing. I thought I remember Patches having a really good start, and he kind of uh, tapered yeah. off. But to be fair, everybody did tail off at the end there. Nobody was scoring, so it, it, that was on everyone. Uh, that that season and to the concern like i hope it doesn't happen again because there are times this even this season where vegas scoring kind of dries up a little bit but they know yeah, now we have petrangelo to do the other shift of what theodore kept doing in the playoffs yeah <laughs> so at least maybe we'll get two goals instead of one <laughs> yeah and and then uh, Martinez has really stepped up. He's one of the, uh, hopefully he's healthy by tomorrow, but he's really stepped up. Our defense, I think, is, is one of the very underrated and one of the best in the league. Well, and that's that. I think that's the big difference between the way the style of Vegas and the style of Minnesota is that like this has really turned into more of that Colorado sort of type play on the Vegas side, where they activate the defenders all the time. They're always part of the rush. Um, you know, typical Pete DeBoer shit from the Sharks, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it clearly is working with the blueprint that the GMs have laid out with getting Petrangelo and having Theodore, and now Martinez turning into a stud as well for this team. So, yeah, it's a huge upgrade over Schmidt. Yep, absolutely. Schmidt, who? The the Vancouver guy who's like negative goals or something like that. Who's ironically sure. playing right now in a regular <laughs> yeah. season game while the playoffs are starting later tonight? <laughs> it's so weird, man. So can we talk – so I put out a tweet the other day um, that something like <laughs> – you know, I keep thinking about how uh, Shea Theodore fixed his teeth and then broke one of another player's face by accident. And so that sucks because we saw Peyton Krebs over the course of, what, three games play pretty fantastically. Yeah, and, we did record last week, so we didn't get to talk about Krebs. What do you think, oh, I, <laughs> I He looked like a natural out there, you know. He didn't look like he – was nervous he looked like he belonged he was driving a few things getting and playing the net for a presence there hence why his, you know his face got broken but you know yeah what do you think eric krebs <laughs> i think i'm really sad that he got a broken jaw <laughs> I, mean, I i think they would have played him in the playoffs i think he I would too. have yep I, I think he would have been third line left wing 
um, with Waugh and Tuck, most likely, um, or Yanmark and Tuck. They would have, maybe he would have played center between them. Um, really disappointing because that's that is a huge piece of depth that they don't get to see now that plays into what happens next year as well right like whether they think he can be an everyday player or not um disappointing right like it's it's he was he was playing well he you saw him just go out and play which is the one thing we haven't seen from cody glass right like cody glass just got in his own way every time where Krebs just went out and if he made a mistake, he made a mistake, but he went out and just effort, 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 which is all you want to see out of a young kid. Right. Like, and they put, and he got elevated up because of that. I mean, he was playing power play first line minutes. I I agree. He he just went out there and played. I just think glass went out there and played, but overthought everything. Yeah. Yeah. He was in his own head the whole time. Meanwhile, Krebs is just like, Hey, I'm just going to do what I, what I always do. And I'm going to play my game. And, and then like, honestly, he didn't make that many mistakes that way either. Like, and like, I, there was one time he like turned over the puck, went around the, you know, the opposing team's net, came back and back checked and caught up with the dude and stole the puck again. I was like, holy crap. I was going to say, Andrew, not playing like a little bitch. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Andrew, where you said he has, didn't make any mistakes. I think he did have a few mistakes, but he made up for it. Right. I said away. many, like, not any. Yeah. Oh, he didn't make yeah, many but, mistakes. But oh, yeah, I, I heard you wrong then. But yeah, he when he does make mistakes, I think. um he 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 comes back and like fixes it himself. Krebs was really impre- like he, he only had one point throughout these three games, but I thought he could have had more. There there was a lot of chances that was. Then Martinez' goal was because of him, even though he wouldn't be on the score sheet either. Yeah, he was a net front presence and all that. It he was really impressive, and I think he I don't think he broke his. I think it was just a fracture, which is uh, not as bad. Than yeah, I needed surgery job. still though. Yeah. But uh, it, it, I, it, the recovery is not as long as when it's then it's broken. So he could, if Vegas has a deep playoff run, which we hope they will, I think he has a chance to return and play later in a month or two. I'm just I'm excited for seeing him next season then, because um, mm-hmm. I, I think he'll make the lineup next season. Yeah, it's hard to really after watching him play. It's hard to really take him out of the lineup. Yeah, I, I just I remember a couple of plays like that one where he came back you know spun around or went around the net caught up with whatever player it was stick lifted him took the puck back and then passed it back and somebody had a scoring chance because of it and it was all just his singular personal effort and with the emergence of Krebs is another reason why they might not sign either Yanmark or Nosek and let them go because the we do have a lot of forwards that's coming like that that's just fighting for spots because Reeves is still under contract tomorrow and we know they're not going to scratch him. And that fourth line is already, you have Wa, Carrier, and Nicolasar, I think is going to, has earned his uh, spot too. I think Colasar has been really good. And there's not a lot, there's, we have room to really let Noshik and or Yanmark go. But what happens to Cody Glass, do you guys think? Oh, I was just going to say, he's, I don't believe he's wa- waiver exempt after this year. So I think they'll keep him up. They'll have to keep him up. He's not passing through waivers. Like somebody will give a chance to him, right? So I think he stays up all next year. I think they'd probably start him out maybe fourth line because of it. Yep. But he's going to have to play because they can't just pass him through waivers. Yeah. We have a lot of – we don't have a lot of uh, spots next year. So that's why Noshik and Yanmark could be – There's not a spot in the top six. The top six is locked, right? Yeah. 
third line right wing is locked with Tuck, right? So, okay, you got five spots open. Uh, not well, even five I, because Reeves is locked yeah. in. So there's four spots Car- open. And the Car- I think Carrier is locked in for them too because I – Okay, so they, three they spots between Wah, Krebs, Glass, Colasar. Um, and if you signed either Nosik or Yanmark, and I could, I agree with you that I could see neither of those getting signed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With all, this, with all these young guys, I, I mm-hmm. it might not honestly make sense. And cap space. You're, you're yeah. going to have a flat cat again next year. You need to sign Martinez. Martinez. Mm-hmm. And then really that's it. You got to let the other ones go. And uh, yeah. Cause like I said before, there's, there are a few players on the Henderson uh, silver Knights that are vying for that roster spot next year too. So they they really they're really in a uh, like a, a good problem to have kind of kind of situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, the only thing that's going to suck is that they're going to still have this balancing act they have this season, right? Yeah. They won't. No, they won't have. They can't do the same sort of thing because there's no um, taxi squad next year. They'll that's just have right. to bring them up from Henderson. So I, they they cannot go into games. Well, I can't imagine they'll go into games with zero play, zero scratches again. Like I think that'll just be. I hope they don't. So they need but, to leave a one point five million dollar or so space in the cap at the start of the season. Essentially. Yeah, and you you can't complain about what Vegas did this year. Like all these people that they're going, oh, the McGMs cost us anything. Guys, guess what? The team had the most wins, 40 regulation wins, or not regulation, but 40 wins. They only lost 16 times, two of them being in overtime. And they shoot did up. that. I'm sorry, shoot up. They never lost in overtime. You are correct. And they did that all while never having anybody as a backup, never having anybody as a healthy scratch. I mean – you had the most points. Yeah. Best plus minus. What the fuck are you bitching about? Like, yeah, right. only it doesn't get any team. better than that. Yeah, Vegas will have home advantage over every team except for one. It literally the only thing it cost you was a President's Trophy, which okay, that's cool. I get it. Like, I'm not even. I will never sit there and say that it's cursed. I will never sit there and say we don't want it. Absolutely, you wanted it. That is a cool thing. Hopefully, it'll happen again. Obviously, next year is your best chance to do it because you're playing. We don't need to look forward to next year, but that division's trash next year. So forget that. <laughs> you get so forget rid of the that. other three playoff teams that we're facing. Yeah, you get rid of all three of them, you, and you <laughs> trade Arizona for Seattle. Don't even worry about it. Like, forget that. <laughs> um, so there's that. But I agree. It's You start on the road in Colorado the second round. That's the only thing it costs you. And if you get by Colorado, you have home ice the rest of the way. Yeah. That's it. It's, yeah. it's, it's one game in Colorado. That's it. Yeah. Which means if you could beat Colorado in six, you'll clinch at home instead of on the road. Yep. Yeah. That's one thing we'd like to see this year is if them clinch a series at home for once. The only time they've ever clinched on, was in the on <laughs> technically home ice was in the bubble. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah we've no never fans. actually seen them clinch a game at T-Mobile or clinch a series at T-Mobile. Nope. Yep. Not yet. They haven't clinched on home ice, actual technically home ice. So, yeah. So. All right. So um, come on game five for, uh, for first round then, right? Game five. Yeah. You don't want it to go to seven. I've been at, I've been at a. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to be. You don't want to be at it. At that so, um, I don't know anybody that's complaining about what the the team did this year because they had to run short. Like, and I even had to catch myself a couple times this year saying, "Hey, they played it too close." But did they? They are tied for the lead with most points. They had the best plus minus, and they just happened to be in the same division as another historic team. They One won thing, forty where, where games out of fifty six. Well, and, and think about where this, where this puts them for playoffs now, 
now they have a Petrangelo. They could still afford to have Flurry and Lenners in case one of them goes down. Like, I mean, they have all the, all the right pieces now in the playoffs and they can have a full roster for the whole entirety. Now, you kind of brought up a point, and I guess we should talk about it. What do you guys think happens with the goalies? Do you Flurry think starts. he goes? No, I, think- I, I'm, I, I, but regardless who starts, we can get to that in a second. But let's say that they play 20 games. How many does the starter get versus how many does the backup get? I think there's – sorry. Go ahead, just, Andrew. Don't tell me who the starter is. Just say starter gets X, backup gets X, and then we can talk I, about the rest. I think there's two possible ways. Jesus fucking Christ. There's 15 this possible happened. ways. Just tell me what no, no. you think. Yeah, Carl, just oh, – It's either – it's okay. It's either going to no, be – No, it's not either. No. Pick it, one just fucking, fucking say way it, Carl. you want it to go. Let him finish. Just let me finish my point. Jeez, Eric. Come on. It's either going to be flurry oh, getting the most of the starts or it's, it's a split. Me. It's not going to be letter number one, but I, I think it's going to be flurry starts. Did you not understand my question at all? Eric, how many, I, how I many games, games out of 20 does the starter start? I don't care 20. which starter it is. How many does it start? Dave says I, 20. I think, I think 17. 17 to three. AJ? That kind of ballpark. I think 12. You think 12-8? I'm somewhere between the 12 and 17. I think it's 15 and 5. I think it's going to be similar to last year. And I I believe it goes – it's going to come down to the series, right? I think Minnesota is going to go pretty close to 50-50. I think Leonard starts game two. I think you go Flurry, Leonard, and then when you get to Colorado, if you can make it through Minnesota, obviously, then I think Flurry probably plays a few more in Colorado. I think Leonard would only play one or two in Colorado. Now, we, we know there's no back-to-backs as of now. Uh, who knows well, this on, whether the series, but that's, I just think this, whoever starts tomorrow is going to be the start of the entire time, unless somebody gets hurt or somebody gets blown out. I, I think the second thing is going to actually happen if they win this cup this season. I think we're going to run into exactly what happened to Fleury and the Penguins, where Halfway through, all of a sudden, he shits the bed and Leonard wins the cup. Nah, um, I don't know. That's just I, if if they win the cup this season, that's how I feel like it's going to happen. I don't think I don't know I don't know that I'm right. That's just my gut. You know, you know what I want to happen though is Flurry lifting the cup in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's what I want to. Happen. I saw your tweet on that. Yeah, that would be great. It's a good. It's a great cap for this. I just don't think Pittsburgh's going to make it that far. <laughs> Why? I think they're really good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, Do you I just, trust I, their goalies? Do you trust the Smith or, no. or Jari? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I wouldn't trust them. I mean, I, I'm picking them to beat um, the Islanders, but I'm not picking them to I, – I don't know. I think Washington is probably – look, I fucking hate Boston, so don't even try to make me talk about that shit team. But I think Washington probably comes out of that division. And you trust their goalies? Taylor Hall shit. Yeah, I, I trust their goalies over fucking – I mean – we can get know. we can get to our picks if you guys want. We need to at some point. Is it, yeah. Hold on, let's wrap let's wrap this series. Well, let's finish talking yeah. about the the West series, okay? Yeah. Obviously, I so here's what I said, and I've said this to you guys, and I've said this really even before LA shit the bed and didn't even try to, you didn't even field an NHL roster to try to to do anything, based on how St. Louis and Minnesota were playing really for the last five games or so. You can't say much more than that because Minnesota was playing well up until that point. St. Louis turned it on at the end, right? Like they were playing really, really well. 
you can say maybe it's because Minnesota didn't care, whatever you want to call it, but they were resting well. guys though. Yeah, I but I think the last game. They say, St. Louis also got a few players healthy. Yeah, they I, were I starting think, to get healthy. I think St. Louis. I look. I think St. Louis wins a couple games against Colorado. I don't think they're going to really compete, but St. Louis is in a perfect position, same position they were in two years ago. Nobody's giving them any chance. Like they are just thought of as they shouldn't have made the playoffs. So that's a tough team to go up against, right? Like, because they, they have nothing to lose. Yeah, I actually think the the what's surrounding Vegas and Minnesota is actually going to play in Vegas's favor. There are a lot of people picking Minnesota. Vegas had a historical season, and there are people picking Minnesota because of what happened in the regular season. I, I think you see a different Vegas. That, yeah, I think you I see a this focused Vegas. Yeah, true. But I think you see a really focused Vegas where they just come out and say, okay, guys, cool, Minnesota, yeah, yeah that was fun, and they beat them in five. Like I, I think you just see Vegas run over Minnesota. And I think St. Louis, the complete opposite, they have nothing to lose, so they're going to win a couple games just being loose. Like – I don't think they push it to seven. I still think Colorado wins, but that's how I pick those two series. I, I hope St. Louis wins just to see what the Avs fan base does on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah. They're, they're going to lose their mind. And I think I won't be surprised if it is an upset, like with the, all your points, Eric. And like I said, they're getting healthy a lot. There's like, they're getting Tarasenko back to get Pareko back. They're, they're starting to show up really uh, St. Louis. I mean, and, they are going to take this deeper. I think six games is a good number in that series. And I won't be surprised if it is an upset, but Colorado still has an edge, I think. There's just, they're just so good. And if Colorado, I hope this doesn't happen because I hate... Yep, I know what you're going to say. I hate, I gonna I hate having... I, was gonna make I hate seeing players get injured, but if they lose Grubauer, they're done. Oh, I was just going to mention He's that. been injured every year. For like the, the last playoffs. three in the playoffs, he's been injured yeah. every single year. Like you can't say if it – I mean, you never want it to happen. And, and, but he, and, they go as far as he takes them. And another big thing that you need to keep in mind on, Nathan McKinnon missed four of the last five games in the season. He's playing hurt. I don't know how, how bad the injury is, but if it gets serious, that that's going to be a big – like Colorado every year. Every – Postseason, they, they're just snake, but they're just they just get hurt. I don't know what it is over there, but they just get injured at the worst possible time. And like I said, I do not like watch seeing especially really good players get hurt. But if it happens this season, they're they're screwed. No, and it's recurrence in there, whatever their yeah. blueprint is on that team, because that happened to Varlamov almost every season when he was the starter over in Colorado. Is he'd have a groin injury every single season, goes to the Islanders, doesn't have a groin injury. So there's something they do with their specific, the way they train their team. Maybe it's the, the altitude that they're a mile high all the time. I don't know, but it's just like it's weird. It, it part of it is you got to go to their strength and training coaches as well too. Yeah, yeah. So. The, the series, I I say Colorado takes it in seven. I think St. Louis is going to push them as hard as they can because just like I was saying that they have been playing well down the stretch. They really haven't. But it's like Carl said, they've been getting healthy. I By could way, easily right. say St. Louis winning the series as well too. But I'm going to say Colorado in seven because they do have better depth. They do have better talent. But do they stay healthy? Does Grubar stay as solid as he has been the entire year? Because he had he didn't really have any slumps at all. He just he, had he down. Should win the 
Like, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that that, that Flurry shouldn't or anything. Grubauer should win the Vesna. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because I the the team in front of him suppresses the the shots against way better than any team, and I think the team in front of him. What does that have to do with Yeah, but the same against... thing happened with Martin Brodeur in New Jersey, too. They were a shot suppression system. Vegas look did, at, does really good about shot suppression, too. Not yeah, as good and, as Colorado, but Vegas yeah. does really good. I, I, I think at, Grubauer had a, had a great season. And also, think, Carlo, save percentage is not based on suppressed shots against. It's based on the shots against that gets through, which Grubauer was still better than almost everybody on. I think Fleury is better. I think Fleury's second in save percentage, though. Yeah, but goal against average and yeah, Grubauer has overall better stats and played more games. Mm, actually, they played about the same t- uh, same games, and Flurry has better stats. Yeah, Grubauer did get hurt, a- including bit yeah, including uh, advanced stats. Flurry has better stats than Grubauer. Yeah, but the Grubauer definitely played more games than Flurry. Uh, four more. Grubauer played forty. Flurry Flurry played thirty six. Uh, Grubauer won four more, thirty to twenty six. Vasilevsky led the league with thirty one wins. He played forty two games as well. Uh, your save percentage: Flurry was a nine twenty eight. Grubauer was a nine twenty two. Vasilevsky was a nine twenty five. Goals against: Flurry one nine eight. Grubauer one nine five. Vasilevsky two two one. Grubauer led the league in shutouts seven. Uh, Flurry six. Vasilevsky five. I could see Flurry winning it. Because it's voted on by fucking GMs. GMs love the dude. Yep. GMs hate fucking Colorado. Vasilevsky <laughs> won it last year. I could absolutely see them saying he carried that team there. Give it to him. I could see Flurry winning it because of that. And he would he would earn GMs it. GMs like, hate Colorado. I, they still I, make deals with Joe Sackett. If he calls, hang the fucking phone up. Just literally, <laughs> I don't care what it is. Hang the phone up. Yeah, he's going to win the know. He's going to get Eichel for literally like Brandon Saad and a fucking <laughs> – and three fucking minor leaguers. Yeah, he's going to – it's just going to be like, no, 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 he's, he's still good. Okay, we'll take it. He's like, here, here's, here's two fifth-round picks. <laughs> I mean, I get the uh, argument for Grubauer, but I, I don't even have him in my top three. My top three right now is Verlamo, Fleury, and Vasilevsky. You're wrong. Well, see, part of that, though, they'll – They'll get Eichel for so low because Buffalo's fucking stupid, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to trade them Jost, Newhook, and fucking Brandon Sod, and then they'll say, oh, yeah, shit, yeah, let's go. They'll be like, oh, but but sweeten it with a second round pick. <laughs> yeah, JT Comfer. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, we don't need to go into that. Um, no, I mean, Carlo, those are the top four. You can pick whichever way you want to go. I think it will be. I even put Hellebuck up there, too. Uh, yeah, he kind of fell apart a little bit towards yeah, he, the end. No, he he shit the bed in the last like fifteen games. He was uh, twenty four wins. He started forty five games. He started the most games of yeah. any of those top he five. Twenty four. Uh, he was a nine one six, so he was lower than everybody, uh, and a two five eight, so he was higher than everybody. So I, I just don't. I wouldn't put Vasilevsky in that same same sentence this year. Obviously, like I said, I think the top three for the Vezina, we don't need to get into the end of season awards currently, but I think Flurry's there. And because of how well he is respected and his bounce back year, what happened in the playoffs, like, look, GMC, all of this shit, I could see them giving it to him because he was there. Yeah. Just me. So, um, okay, on the West, so is anybody picking an upset other than? Anybody picking an upset or is it Vegas, Colorado chalk right there in the West? Yeah, Vegas, Colorado, yeah. Vegas, Colorado. Okay. So as we start talking about the rest of the series, I'm going to say this and I know it's not going to happen, but we have 
currently a chance for quite possibly one of the best second round matchups league wide ever. Vegas, Colorado, two historic teams on a shortened season, right? Tampa Bay, Carolina, fantastic. Florida could fuck with that one, obviously. Washington, uh, Pittsburgh, again in the second round. Obviously, Boston could fuck with that one. Or the Islanders could fuck with that one. And then, um, obviously, Edmonton, Toronto, Connor McDavid versus Austin Matthews. I mean, you have a chance for historic quality second round matchups. I know it's not going to go chalk. I would love it to. I know it's not going to. But it's just kind of funny how in my, like, that's how I'm actually picking them all to go because it's not technically chalk because Tampa Bay is the third seed. And I think Boston is actually favored over Washington. I'm picking Washington. But I hope that second round happens because that's going to be a fantastic. Just talk about two hockey games every night. It will just be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it'll feel like. First, we all thought these divisions would be would be basically shit, but they brought up the cream of the crop for, for playoff teams in the one of it, except for maybe minus one Montreal is kind of debatable as a, you know, top notch playoff team. Um, Cause if they would have put them in like the regular divisions, your, the Rangers would have been in the Montreal would have been out, but then again, the schedule by one, by so, one point yeah. and maybe Montreal plays different at the end because they yep. kind of gave up at the end. So I actually, I'm happy with how it turned out because 15 of the top or 16 of the top 17 teams made it. I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's going to be a fun couple months. Yeah. So uh, what about you guys? Who, who, we Eric just stole all his picks during the first round. What about you guys? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go division by division. So okay. let's move to the uh, move to the north. Who's going to actually start last? This coach. So this coach. <laughs> they're going to let coach. they're going to let Calgary and Edmonton. No, Calgary and uh, Vancouver. Vancouver. Finish their regular season, which means nothing to anybody before they start the first round. And then they're going to make their playoff teams play back-to-back because they're so fucking stupid. Um, I'm picking Toronto over uh, Montreal, and I am picking Edmonton over Winnipeg. Winnipeg, I think, is probably the worst team in that division. I get Montreal, but I just think Edmonton's – or I, Winnipeg's bad. I have, I have Toronto in six and Edmonton in five. I had Toronto and Edmonton both in six. I had the same as Dave. Uh, where was I? I had Toronto in five, Edmonton in six. Oh, first okay. round, I had both in six. I had uh, Vegas in six and uh, Colorado in six. Yeah, Same here. I, I have Colorado six. seven and Vegas six. I put Colorado as five, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, so that's the other thing. Um, as we start going through it, I don't see any sweeps because you played a team eight times. I just don't yeah. see anybody anybody sweeping. So uh, as we go, I got to the, one sweep in mind. Yeah, I think AJ has one too. Um, okay, mm-hmm. let's go to the next. Let's go to the old uh, disco, the disco central. Mm-hmm. I have uh, Carolina in five and Florida in six. I have Tampa in six and Carolina in four. Oh, oh that's your sweep. Okay, I. I had Carolina in five and Florida Panthers in seven. I have Carolina in five, closest to thing to a sweep, but I think uh, it's a gentleman sweep. Yeah, I think who is it? Soros, UC Soros, will steal again. The only way I see Nashville winning the game is that Soros just plays out of his mind. And I think Carolina, as good as they are, shot suppression, all that stuff. Like that's they're a fantastic team. I think they could just one game just happens to go the other way. And I have Tampa in seven. I have that game that series going deep. But I, I think Tampa's just – I mean, they're getting two 
they're getting what eighteen million dollars of players back. I mean, <laughs> yeah, talk oh about cap circumvention. We don't. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that that is blatantly uh, whatever. I, I think in my online editions I said Tampa and seven. Now that I think about it, but here I'll, I'll just stick with six. All right, and then uh, now to the uh, Massey, uh, what Mass Mutual East the Mass Hole Division. division. The Mass Hole Division. I I think I'm one of the few. I pick Washington and seven, and Pittsburgh and seven. I think I think both of those series. I think that's going to be the most competitive set of games, set of teams playing. I, I, other than the Golden Knights Minnesota series, the Washington Boston series is probably the series I'm going to keep an eye on the most. I'm going to watch it right after night too. Yeah, that's like, yeah. that's going to be fun. Yeah. Chara, Chara playing against his old team, and you got Marshad and Wilson playing each other. Yep. Yes, it's so good. But I have Boston in seven. This is going to go such a really evenly matched teams, man. This is a toss up for me, but I have Washington in seven. But I can, I mean, Boston in seven, but I can see Washington in seven also. And I have yeah. Pittsburgh in six on the other one. I, Pittsburgh and Boston, both in seven. I had Boston in seven and Pittsburgh in six. And with Boston and, and Washington, I, I just want to see Mark Shan wick, wick Wilson while he's pulling his hair. <laughs> oh, my God. I just so, I, I want to see shenanigans in that game. Yeah, he licks Wilson and Wilson pulls his hair. You know it's going to happen. <laughs> you, so you guys are aware that the Islanders are fucking going to beat uh, Pittsburgh in like six, right? Like we yes. all pick Pittsburgh, yep. and you know the Islanders are just going to go. Very, hey guys, okay. we're still here. They, they, they are the better defensive team, and but Pittsburgh does have the better offense. And I mean, look how far the Islanders made it last year, and nobody was yeah. taking them. And this is this is this is a rematch from 2019 where the Islanders swept Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. That's right. Talk about a yeah. fall from grace with Philly, though, huh? From where oh. they were last season. Uh, if you looked at our uh, preseason <laughs> rankings, um, actually, do not oh, yeah, look at our preseason rankings. Do not look at our preseason rankings. I only have one chance. I only have one chance to win the North. I mean, Vegas and Colorado fucked me. You guys all picked Colorado. I would have won that division if it went the other way. <laughs> but nope, I fucked it. I'm not even close. I'm not even close on any of the other ones. I have an overall standings as well, too, and I haven't finished the graphic. Please yet, don't. But... <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you picked Philly as number one, didn't you? <laughs> this is, this is... I'm the one who had Philly the lowest, and I had them third. This is, this is the, this is just shows you how experts we are <laughs> just we don't know shit. oh we don't know shit don't if, listen to us if don't we ever say hey we're picking or this is what i would bet on or ask us for betting advice go the other way just, yeah. just pay us a ton of money for betting advice like you just some us. people pay all those scam artists anyways right just <laughs> I mean, paid us. look at carlos central division predictions he reversed <laughs> his on purpose and he won, the, and he won it <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> It's oh, five deep. He thing, had Dal- he had Dallas and Nashville in the right spots, so and that's what won it for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's five D thinking. And then all of us, except for one person, I can't remember who, but we all had Detroit in the right spot. And we all shit the bed on uh, Columbus. Yeah, yeah, we had yeah. Columbus probably uh, high. I mean, yeah, I had him in the playoffs, I think. Except it's reversed, but I yeah. think I had him in. Playoffs. Yeah, Philly fucked I- us. Uh, we all had Arizona down. Obviously, Anaheim. Fuck. And we all fucked up on Minnesota, too. Oh, yeah. everybody had Minnesota six or seven. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The Blues were supposed to be third. We all had the Blues third. So. Yeah. yeah. 
Hey, did uh, does anybody notice a trend where if you knock, if you're a team that knocks Vegas out of the playoffs, you don't fucking make the playoffs the next. Except season. for Washington, Washington. Yeah, you have to win the cup. That's, if you yeah. don't win the cup, I remember your original tweet about yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah, if you don't win the cup, but you beat Vegas in the playoffs the next season, you definitely aren't making the playoffs. Also, another another thing to bring the uh, uh same same kind of vein at that point, the two teams that Dallas eliminated last season is the two best teams in the league. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Colorado yeah. and Vegas. So. I forgot that. Oh, I, I, I still, I mean, I just, not to fucking revisionist history, but game seven, Colorado Dallas went to fucking overtime and they were on their third string fucking goalie. Yeah. I mean, if anything, if, if a puck just bounces in, Vegas, Colorado on a third string goalie, like then they don't get that scoring drought thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I Wait, hate to so talk about like that, Michael but. Hutchinson. Two, two, two years in a row, we were robbed of a Colorado Vegas series. <laughs> two years ago, we got robbed with a five-minute major. It would have been Colorado Vegas in the second round. You're bringing on some bad juju here, Carlo. And then last year, no, no, All I'm right. saying third times, third Mi- time's Mi- the charm, Minnesota and we're gonna get five. it. <laughs> we're gonna we're finally get it. We're gonna finally get third oh, times hold on. the charm. Not that I want to talk it. about this, but if Minnesota wins this fucking series, is there any chance we don't get Jack Eichel? No, we get Jack is, Eichel. Is there any chance that fucking no. Bill Foley doesn't walk in there and say, I don't give a fuck what you do. Go get me somebody else. <laughs> Blow the team up. Even even if they win, I think they're going to, like I said, we talked about this in tech. They're going to try it. <laughs> they're going to try. Is it going to happen? Probably not, but they're going to try. Say it's not hey, what do you guys want? Uh, okay, never mind. They're, Vegas is known to go for the big, the big swing every time, and they are going to give Buffalo a call at least. I'm gonna die laughing. I mean, what what if Wilson Taylor Hollins says no? I don't want to go to Vegas. So, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that, did, yeah. That, that's 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 what unfortunately happened there. But so I got a question: At what point? Because we're 56 fucking games in, and it didn't fucking change. And we we're last year's playoffs. We went three for 22 in, in the Dallas series uh, for the power play. So obviously that was bad. We are really bad this year again. We're in the low 20s, right? At what point? Do they have to figure that out? Because that is if if Vegas uh, doesn't make a incredibly deep run, they have to get by Colorado for this to be a successful year, right? They have to get to the, there's not a conference final, but they have to get. I think they have to get to the Stanley Cup final based on the team that they have out there. Yeah, um, uh, cup or bust to be somehow, honest. some way, uh, secretly put a San Jose goalie in one, on these other teams. I, I I just I mean I realistically there's too much talent. Is it just the teams are like, hey guys, fuck it, they, they're in their own heads. Just go, just go after them hard, and then knock the puck away. Where Vegas can't it's make like the what, puck, the decision quick enough. It's like we talked about before. It's like the chicken egg. Is it because all the teams in the division had good PKs, or all the power plays in the division just suck ass? That's a good question. I I don't know. Like it is. If you ask someone what the Golden Knights' biggest weakness is, it's the power play, mm-hmm. and that's there's no debate about it, and it doesn't make any sense. Like Eric said, we have so much talent, it just it just doesn't work. Maybe they need to bring up the uh, power play specialist Cody Glass back up, but <laughs> well, and again, they they started straying away from putting people in front of the net again. Like I don't I don't know what 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 keeps happening with that, but like every every few power plays they're like oh, let's just avoid being anywhere near the front of the net so so in the division you had st louis at six and colorado at eight for highest ranked power play percentage 
So you had two in the top 10, which is technically higher than league average if there's no okay. lower than league average. Well, it's six and eight. So you're right there, right? There's because there's. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. right they're, with they're the league average. That. If you're top third, you're decent. Uh, Arizona was 13, and then the rest were bad. Kings at 20, Knights at 22, Minnesota at 24, uh, San Jose at 29, and Anaheim well, at 31. Who no, gives two fucks about I, the PK? But all, also, but I don't really. Those teams' PKs were good this season. Which, I really don't agree with that because I think it, they just look like they're good because we watch Vegas game and they look good against Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Vegas was number one, obviously. Kings were number seven. Colorado was number eight. Arizona was number eleven. Minnesota was number twelve. San Jose was number fifteen. Like I, I mean. I get the chicken and the egg thing. I think it's because the power play sucks so fucking much. But that's going to be looking forward or even looking at this right now. Like Minnesota was good in the last 10 games on their power play and Vegas never figured it out. That could be the difference in any of these series, any of these early yeah. series, because Vegas, they have too much talent. I don't know. It's just, it's scary. It's and scary to, how bad they are. And to be, to be fair for Vegas, so they are the best penalty killing team in the league. And it show, like when you watch them kill penalties, it's fuck. They're good, man. They're just so good. There did was a stat. Yeah, oh, did you see that one? Yeah. shots on the, the, on the other team's power play. Yeah. No. The uh, so Stevenson and Stone played power on their ice time together on the penalty kill. It was like over an hour, over a full game. They led one zero. <laughs> like they yeah. never allowed a yeah. goal, yeah. and they scored a shorthanded goal. And, and Stevenson <laughs> and probably been, had four or five. Yeah, they could have had more because all those Stevenson breakaways yeah. that wasn't finished. Yeah. So obviously, but but here's here's my thought on that. Not just that, but on the the power play versus penalty kill. Their penalty kill is fantastic, right? It clips on along at eighty six percent. If you go zero for life, which I could see them doing in some of these games when it comes to the power play. You allow one, and all of a sudden you've lost the this the the special teams, right? And it's just it's you put so much pressure on your special teams when you can't. Literally, it's a waste of two minutes. Like just yeah. punt the fucking two minutes and go. Okay, like we're done. Yeah, yeah. It's it's both too. Like you can also say the differently too, uh, Eric, where they shut out the the, the other teams power play but you score one on the pa- pa- on your power play and it's it's the it's the same yeah. but the that's why five on five is so important in the playoffs too because a lot of these referees swallow the whistle a lot more on on the um in the playoffs and that's why i think vegas has shown that they mostly score on the on five on five anyways well let's also think about it this way so vegas is a very strong possession team. They're very strong at scoring off the rush and they're very strong at cycling and getting scoring off of cycle play. None of that stuff. None, uh, well, the cycle play maybe, but a lot of that stuff doesn't translate into power play when they're just fucking standing there doing jack shit. That's, <laughs> that's why the power play sucks. They stand around and just do jack shit instead of moving around. Yeah. And, and they don't, that's the crazy thing to me is because they cycle play as a normal, like five on five. You always see them cycling the net, passing the puck back, cycling the puck. And then all of a sudden they're on the power play and they stop doing that. And you're like, why? Like, Get Leonard's big ass out there in front of the net and just fire away. <laughs> you just go without a goalie or play an extra goalie. To... Oh, did you say Leonard? Yeah, I said Leonard, let him skate out as a skater. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Like, get, get, a, get an extra goalie out there. 
Yeah, because clearly presence. it can't be Peyton Krebs. <laughs> put Reeves in the power play with his big body. Apparently, yeah, but he doesn't even have the visor. He'll, he'll end up getting hit even worse. That'll be fine. No, it's 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 baffling, really. Like, like, like you do have a great point there, Andrew. Because when you watch them on the power, number one, they have a hard time zone on the zone entries. That's yeah. one another. That's another issue. And when they do get set up, they just last, stand there. Like, they just uh, stand there. When did they get set up? They just stand there. I'm like, what? You know, it's like they all the only times they win, like get power play goals is when they win the draw cleanly in their their own zone and they quit. They get a quick pass or two and then they score. That's normally how they do it. But when they they're set up, it's it's tough. It's yep. tough for them. And even when they get a five on three and they can oh get the God. zone entry don't clean, even, they oh don't my. fucking move around. Yeah, no, oh, it's, my goodness. It's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> don't it's, even get me started with that. To me, that is going to be the biggest thing that is going to stand between this team and where they want to go, right? They, like, they also had – I forgot when it was when uh, Pete DeBoer was asked about it, and he did say, like, they don't have any practices this season because of the very condensed schedule. Yeah. They, they give – players the days off in between because of how demanding the game schedule is so they haven't really had time to practice the power play on their own time so they just go out there and it's like this is your practice time okay on the power play cool i but, understand and then but, and then but, 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 do, do the, did the rest of the teams have to do that same thing yeah I, i'm, I'm or, or was, was vegas I, I, I mean, it's just, a tough schedule I, i'm just saying it's, it's they were it's, fucking it's, 24th yeah, in the league bad, with yeah. with super talent I don't, I don't give me an excuse that all the other teams had to do as well right like fuck off yeah. like, I, i'm sorry that they have two they have two practice days now too so hopefully they worked on that power play in these two days that they had practices i mean you'd think that like you know that coach that somehow got a shitload of goals on a five-minute major that you know would figure out I the mean, fucking how, like the motivation they had though too it was so. yeah and it was also the other coach was really bad on the penalty kill <laughs> <laughs> we didn't call a goddamn timeout <laughs> yeah it was uh it was both yeah because steve spot wasn't not known for his power play uh, except for five minutes <laughs> Oh God! All right, so uh, let's. Five minutes of fame. Hopefully, this year we don't get one of those. <laughs> yeah, because we had two seasons in a row, didn't we? Yeah, we uh, we we killed our demons and uh, killed it off though last yep. year. No goals, zero goals. That's no longer still knocking on wood. I, I'm I'm still gonna knock on wood on that one. Um, all right, y'all want to go to a quick commercial and then we'll uh, shit talk some other stuff around the NHL. Are we still brought to uh, – is the commercial still from uh, Juno 50 Award coming up? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. for, for The Junos. Thank They're you, Junos. Brought to you by uh, Locked On, Locked on Vegas. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these not, no, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is blah, 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 blah. I have to do ad reads, guys. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. All right. Fair enough. All right, well, uh, yeah, brought to you by Freddy's Frozen uh, Built Bar. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Freddy's frozen custard. We should we could get that. Hold on, do we have enough time before the game? We do have enough time. Freddy's frozen custard on the way. Post <laughs> <laughs> made some Freddy's right now. All right, Both so uh, I'll fuck, just go get in the car. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be back in uh, in a minute once we get back with our Freddy's. So. Uh... What's up, everybody? This is Taylor and Brendan from Straight Up Sabers of the Hockey Podcast Network. Things are not going very well in Saberland uh, this season, or really for the past ten years or so. However. 
We here at Straight Up Sabres are so excited to keep bringing you guys the latest Sabres news with everything ranging from interviews with some of your favorite Twitter follows all the way up to former players and everything in between. We have got you covered with your weekly coverage of the Buffalo Sabres. That's right. We got a lot coming up uh, through the rest of the season and into the offseason. Who's going to coach the team next year? Uh, is Kevin Adams going to have a new boss? Will he be a president of hockey operations? Will there be an assistant GM? Are they going to fill out their scouting staff? How many times will I cry next to Maybe zero. I'm dead inside. Will Jack Eichel be here? Sam Reinhardt going to get extended? You know, all this and more on Straight Up Sabres. Exciting stuff. So make sure you're checking us out wherever you're listening to podcasts and following us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Straight Up Sabres and on Twitter at Straight Sabres. And we're back. So uh, Damn, was that good? Yeah. Mm, yeah that was Freddy's. Yum. Freddy's Bill Bars. Brought to you by uh, by Locked On Carlo. <laughs> Locked On Carlo? <laughs> yep. That's the new name of your podcast. I don't, I don't care. It's Locked On Carlo. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. All right. So around the NHL, uh, we basically already talked about almost every one of these, but let's reiterate because we talked about them in really weird ways. So I will take the first one here. The North division is still playing regular season games as everybody else starts playoffs until 2087 or longer. Yeah, it's so weird. I Why can't they just start it? Like, why? Just give it up. Like, like, it doesn't affect anything. <laughs> yeah. If Calgary and Vancouver still play, why can't? Toronto play Montreal the same day. Who cares? Because, well, look, in their mind, and I actually semi-understand it, it's not going to be the case, but I do semi-understand it. In their mind, in Canada, nobody would watch those Canadian teams because they would watch the Canadian teams in the playoffs. They're hoping... Nobody's going to watch now. I agree. That is my point. I agree (laughs) that they will 100% still watch American playoffs instead of a six versus seven or whatever it is. It's a preseason game. Hello. It's an exhibition. Yeah, it's a preseason game. It's it's pointless. I actually watched a little bit of last night's game against, I think it's Winnipeg and Toronto. And I'm yeah, like, this I is had... dumb. I turned it off. There's a game it's... going on right now. We're no, it, it already ended. Good. Oh, did it? Who won? A Vancouver won like four to one or five to one. <laughs> so here is the one thing that, that I absolutely loved is um, everybody sitting there talking about uh, Austin Matthews won the Rocket Richard or all these things, right? Vancouver Calgary could just let a hundred goals in and be like, ha fuck it. Guess who won the Robert Richard? <laughs> Not Austin Matthews. It was yeah. Johnny Goudreau or Milan Lucic. Like he just yeah, scored dude, 60. Do it. Deal with it. Uh, Connor McGee got a hundred points in one game. Yep. <laughs> no, no, no. Give it to uh, Louis Erickson. Give it to Louis Erickson. Yeah, Louis Erickson. <laughs> Greatest single game ever. He scored 105 goals unassisted. <laughs> Bro, all, worst goalie show. ever. A zero or a 100 goals against. No, him. just leave it empty net. No goalies. No yeah. goalie stats get ruined. Just leave it empty net. Just have Louis Erickson just score every time. Insanity. I mean, I sent you guys this text the other day. I mean, McDavid still would have been second in points. He scored zero goals. Second in points on his own second teammate. In points. On his, the first would be his own teammate. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So, uh, all right. Now, the, the big news that we, we didn't talk about last week or that we'll talk about now, the uh, coaching carousel. So, there's a lot of stuff out there, right? So, Vegas fans don't listen to this, but our beloved – best coach in the history of ever so much better than our current coach who, you know, got us within a point of the fucking president's trophy, whatever. Um, <laughs> Turk 
got an interview with the Rangers, so you guys can all become Rangers fans. We support your decision. Go fine. Here's what you're going to need to know, okay? They have a couple really good players. One of them was Alex Lafreniere. The other one is Capo Caco. They have who? Pavel Busnevich. Yeah, hold on, hold on. We're not there yet. Uh, Adam Fox, who's going to win the the Norris. So all the Vegas fans that still want to hold on to Turk, you can go become Rangers fans. Have fun. Uh, Brittany, who's now living in Canada, she'll be your your uh, best friend. So there you go. She'll she'll be your your, your Rangers All the history of the New York Rangers. So the the Rangers did fire David Quinn. He was, I think, the only coach that actually got fired. All the other coaches just – so you had what? um, Tockett and – Tortorella, both their contracts expired. So there's a lot of openings out there right now. Yeah, Seattle still hasn't. Uh, I think Rick Tocca ends up in Seattle. That's a good I one. can see it. Where's Tortorella go? NBC. Columbus. <laughs> Columbus is uh, going to go after a young guy that nobody's ever heard yeah. of, right? Rocky Thompson. Arizona's going to do the same thing. Like they're going to go yeah. get a bench bench guy. Like they're going to go get an A. Nobody wants. And I don't think people want to play someone, for court. Someone get uh, someone get Steve Spot. Steve, please take Steve please. spot. Yes, please. take Steve spot, please. Please, please take him. You, it will improve your power play. Um, no returns. No, no, don't, don't, don't <laughs> lie. At least just say he'll he'll improve Ref- your PK. <laughs> Refunds. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Disclaimer might, might affect your uh, might affect your power play. <laughs> Refunds Draw not people included. People out there that say, "Oh, Glant's going to end up in Detroit." No, I rather than get Rocky Thompson. Are, is Detroit going to still keep Blashell? Like, are they just going to go? I, the last thing, um, they haven't had their exit interviews yet or the uh, exit announcement. Asherman hasn't done it yet. But it, it looks like he could. But here's, here's my question, though. What coach in the NHL would have made that team better? None. But here's exactly. – I, so I heard this like a month ago, and I was just like, oh, fuck, and I forgot to talk to you about it. But I think it was on 31 Thoughts, and – Friedman said that the Detroit rebuild is going to take longer than they thought. Like they're not even fucking close right now. Like they're Eisman didn't even put a timeline on it. We're still like like three plus years away. Like why why pay Blashill to not coach when it doesn't matter who the fucking coach is? That team's exactly. going to be terrible. That's like, what I keep trying to tell people. Like that I I didn't realize they were in that bad of shape. Now I know they went to the playoffs for twenty fucking years, but I mean they've missed on some of those first round picks too. Like well, and, and the fact that they moved Mantha, like that that sealed the deal, right? There. Yeah, yeah. I I mean Larkin's still there, but they're they're not going to be any good during his fucking peak. So his peak, dude's twenty three years old. Yeah, twenty twenty what four to twenty six is probably going to be your best years. I'm not saying that he's still not going to be good at twenty six when they might actually compete for a playoff spot. Oh, I'm just saying the next thirty, if you look at it. Yeah. Okay, so hold on. Are you telling me right now that Connor McDavid over the next six years is going to be even better? Because yep. he yes. is just that is fucking. Scary. Go find a, a new thought. league. Go find <laughs> yeah, a new league a for scary him. Thought. Yeah, we all know that. It is a scary get a, it's the MHL. I already told you guys it's the McDavid no. Hockey League. I don't care what it is. He's too fucking good for this league. Uh, He's just going to start levitating soon. (laughs) He doesn't even need to skate anymore. He just floats. The thing is, general managers are bad, though, and and not surrounding him with good players. (laughs) (laughs) At least they didn't fucking trade for Tyson Berry. They just signed him, right? At least they're not making terrible fucking trades anymore. You know what's going to happen, though, is McDavid's going to demand a trade to L.A. No. Oh, that'd be, mm. oh, that'd be well, awesome. Time, man that time is a flat pizza. Happen. Actually, is it weird that I want Eichel to end up in LA? Like, I, I don't. Do. I do not want the Pacific Division to be complete fucking dog shit next year, and it is oh. going to be 
so fucking bad. I mean, you got Edmonton, Calgary. Calgary fucking sucks, and they're about to go through a fucking blow up. Edmonton, sure, okay, they might be a playoff team. Vegas is a playoff team. Seattle, not Seattle might, might be a playoff team. Might end up the yeah, they might by just by default. Yeah. Anaheim, fucking San Jose, rebuild, yeah. rebuild. King, it is really, still a year away. Uh, no, no, remember, Eric Carlson said he's not going to work for the rebuild. Cool. <laughs> rebuild. <laughs> Vander Kane said the same thing. Good luck, guys. You, you guys really, are going through a rebuild. It's two teams and everybody else. The yeah, the third team. I mean, definitely the Central is getting five playoff teams. Understand yeah. that up front, just yeah. going to happen. But yeah, that third team could be Seattle, LA. I don't San think Jose. Much it. No, not San Jose, not Anaheim. Nope. They're fucking bad. Not Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver too. I forgot. They're fucking really bad. Dude, I, I, I want this offer sheet to happen with, with Pedersen. Seattle and Pedersen. <laughs> I would love that so much. Is it? But I. I don't know why, but I just that series last year with the Demco and them all like I find so much fucking joy in Vancouver being shit. Like I find so much fucking joy in them just sucking. And they broke our pattern. Like they didn't even beat us and they still didn't make the playoffs this season. <laughs> Speaking of Seattle though, our next item look at that segue look at that segue look at them go just smooth that you should have went right into an ad read like uh fuck soup does they do fantastic speaking of seattle today we are brought to you by seattle's best coffee okay Uh, yeah uh seattle got their first duke which is luke henman (laughs) i'm ending it (laughs) this all right guys we're done what he did say is they got their reed duke because you know a lot of people don't even have any idea who he is so their duke did they think like the Duke of Earl, like, hey. Yeah, the Duke of uh, Duke The of Duke Seattle. of Hockey. The Duke Earl, of Seattle. Earl's so, a Sandwich is actually opening up, so they could be they could sponsor us next week. Earl's a Sandwich, right? <laughs> Perfect. Right over on Rainbow. What about, what, what about this episode? Why can't it be this episode? Well, because we already got Freddy's. Uh, we yes, already sure, enjoy sure, the Freddy's. And Lockdown Carmel. Retur- returning uh, friends of the show, Freddy's, a uh, friend of the show. Um, yeah, so Reduke, if uh, no, everybody probably knows this, is the first player in Golden Knights history ever. And so Seattle signed their first player in Seattle history ever, Luke Henman. Uh, I I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know much about this guy. He's probably gonna end up like Duke, who's gonna stay in the AHL forever. But I'm just waiting for them to sign their Russian now because they're uh, that's they're trying to imitate Vegas. So the next step is to get a Russian. No, they get their coach first and then get a Russian. I think just get the right. same Russian. That would be even more funny. Is if they got <laughs> Chitish to come back over and then yeah, immediately is like, hey, fuck you too, and leaves again. The um the maybe, the, maybe Vegas's coffee wasn't good enough. For him. Yeah, they, I think the only issue with that because I think they need to ask permission from Vegas still because I think since he retired and uh, we get a pick out of it. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> or something. There is this Russian though. Apparently, like a, a really good player that's coming in. It's probably him. I forgot his name. Karel Kaprizov. It's something. It's something Russian. Yeah, some Russian. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty exciting that they're finally uh becoming a team, and it, it was pretty exciting when Vegas did theirs because the the whole building process and stuff is 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 pretty. When the season ends, it'll be a lot of fun to watch the rest yeah. of these fucking. Oh, also back to the Pacific being shit next year. Oh, every one of those teams loses a good player. So what the <laughs> f- and Vegas lose- doesn't. Are they going to lose McDavid? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> like it's it, but to be fair though, Eric, like whoever they lose, it's not really that it won't matter much because they're gonna like they're gonna protect a lot of their. Who? few good the players Pacific? anyways yeah the pacific division they're gonna protect a few of their good players and whoever seattle takes is not that won't really make a dent 
Yeah, well, San Jose's hoping they take fucking Burns yeah, or Jones. Yeah. No, Jones will have to come with a fucking Brinks truck. No, because Seattle's going to get all kinds of good goalies from this from this draft anyway. But yeah, no. yep. And I mean, guess what? We don't have to. We don't have to worry about having two elite goalies. They're going to get Drieger from uh, Florida for sure. I would say. Yep. Yeah, and uh, you know who knows what Montreal? Are they going to uh, Jake Allen? He's not bad. He's not, you know, he's not a superstar, but he's not a bad goalie. They're I, protecting him because there's no fucking chance Carey Price gets picked at 11 million yeah. or whatever they pay him. There's no chance anybody takes him. It's it's funny oh, how you mentioned. Too. Yeah, it, it's funny how you mentioned that though, uh, Eric. Carolina's from, goalies from Flo no, from Florida because this is going to be another case where Florida helps the expansion team. Yep, yep. <laughs> giving them a really good goalie. Yeah, because uh, Knight is exempt and Bob Rafsky has a no no move, so it'll be Drieger. But Drieger's a UFA anyway, so... Oh, yeah, that's true. You just never know. It'll be interesting yeah. for sure. But, yeah. Well, who's who, who are they going to take from Buffalo? <laughs> Fucking Cody Eakin, the human anvil. Colin Miller. They're not. There's no way they're going to take Cody Eakin, though. Miller would make sense. Miller would make sense, actually. Yeah. They're going to leave him exposed, yeah. but they're not going to touch him. But imagine if some of these dudes, like, how bad it's going to feel if they got double expansion drafted. <laughs> I wonder how I, I wonder if they, how many are out there. James no, Neal. Oh, James Neal is going to be left exposed, but he won't get yeah. one. Eric Holla, maybe? Mm. He's a UFA, so no. Mm. I think I think Miller is going to be the only one. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Buffalo, though, who's going to take the next one? <laughs> Segway again. It's <laughs> the, fucking, the fucking tire fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a crapshoot Buffalo is. So you got to feel bad for their fans. Oh my God, they're so they're loyal as hell too. It's just that they get shit on and shit on every single year. It since their uh, their last really good team, and I think it was two thousand seven. I won the loss of Dallas. So no, that was nineteen ninety nine. Oh, okay, maybe they two thousand seven. They won the President's Trophy, and then they lost to Ottawa before. Ottawa lost Anaheim in the cup final that year. Oh, that's right. History time with Dave. Dude. Yeah, maybe they should just, uh, you know, call up the Florida Panthers and be like, hey, you want to trade franchises? Because, I mean, they have a good fan base and a shit team, and Florida that's, has the opposite. So, I mean, to be fair, Florida was kind of like the Sabres for a couple of years there. Yeah. They were a shit team, too. That's Long true. term, I, I mean, I don't see the Panthers staying there. I mean, if they fall apart again and they just don't, don't keep any fans. I don't know. Who knows? Well, yeah, because it's not financially viable at that point. Yeah, I don't even know how their what their attendance is right now. I know it's it's limited. Are they filling up those limited seats? Wait, you're talking about Florida, Carlo? Yeah, Florida. It's definitely hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. It's Florida. Oh, that's true. Like I like no, but, the attendance is still not 100 percent anymore. Yeah, like, no, it you, might be I, I, the highest that I saw was 12,000, and that's Nashville's going to allow yeah. 12,000 fans in. Pittsburgh did come out and say that they're going to try for 100 percent by Game Five. That's what they said. I could see Vegas going to 100 percent by uh, June. Yeah, if yeah, not, if not earlier. Now with the whole CDC, hey guys, masks don't matter. Yeah. Like you're good. Oh, cool. That was fun. Like I appreciate it. We're 
I mean, I mean, the COVID cases are way down, and a lot of people are vaccinated, so it kind of started making sense to actually. And it's it's actually what what I love is the ones that aren't vaccinated are definitely going to be truthful and say that they aren't vaccinated and still put their masks (laughs) on because that's exactly exactly the type of people that the non-vaxxers are. Just ask them who won the election; you'll know whether they're vaccinated or not. (laughs) (laughs) And we all saw that. Easy, yeah. That's, that's hilarious. That's probably the tweet of the month, man. That was fucking amazing. How do we know if they're vaccinated or not? Just ask them who won the election. So, yeah, the, the whole Eichel surgery thing, like Eric, you were saying beforehand or earlier that, you know, the team final thing for shows all kinds of, of a new surgery that hasn't been tested on somebody before and they're not sure how it would go. And they're not, they don't really want to take a chance. And uh, yeah, you can't blame them on that at yeah, all. I, I knew when that was coming out, I was already in the minority that I sided with the team that's going to pay this guy $80 million over the next however many years. Like I, or what is it? Cause he's got two years into a fucking eight year, $10 million deal. I actually side with the team because if he can't ever play again, they're still on the hook. It's fully guaranteed. This isn't football. This isn't anything else. This is hockey. It's if he stops playing tomorrow, he gets all of his fucking money if it's because yeah. of an injury or something like that. And so at, I, at the time, I didn't know that it was an experimental back surgery. So I just thought it was like a normal thing that, you know. Yeah, and, I mean, it had never been tried on a, on a hockey player, never been tried on an athlete. It is experimental. Like, And the team has obviously since come out and cleaned a lot of that up where the first report was just he wanted to get a surgery. The team said no, and then everybody sided with Eichel, obviously. Now, having said all that, Buffalo's a fucking tire fire, right? Like they, they're not going to be any good for I don't know. They've been perpetually rebuilding since what? Oh seven. Yeah, I think, I think the, uh, the one of the biggest takeaways from this though is I I called just once out of there now, and do you do you guys think it's going to be a, a saber next season? No, no. Yeah. I think he's going to be a king. I I really do think they trade. I like Byfield. I like Turkut. But what you're hoping like... for either of those players is for them to turn out to be a little bit worse than Jack Eichel. Yeah. Like, cause Jack Eichel is a superstar. You're mm-hmm. hoping for them to get close to Jack Eichel. So just go get fucking Jack Eichel. Like I, I think, I think LA could possibly see playoffs in the horizon form, right? Like you go get Eichel, you have Eichel, Kopitar, you just re-signed Ayafalo. You still got Dowdy. He fucking sucks, but you still got him, right? Like, you still have some good young players, even if you and, trade Turkett and Byfield. You still have and, great. And their goalie is freaking good. Kyle Peterson is really good. He's really player. improved this year for sure. Yeah. And LA is not a like as much as everybody wants to come to Vegas. Fucking LA is awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. why would you not want to go there, right? Expensive. So I, I could I could see. I, I could absolutely see them making that move. The Rangers, are they really going to trade Lafreniere? Like, I can't imagine them no, trading Laugh. No. And if they're not trading him, Buffalo hangs up the phone. Like, yeah. you're not going it for Capo. You're not doing any of that shit. You're literally going, we'll take Laugh. No. Okay, here you go. Hang up. And if you're the Rangers, you should trade make that trade. Ooh. Yeah. I 100%. Once again, I think Eichel, take this year out of it. Eichel's a top 10 player. Currently in this league, he's a top 10 player. What are you Guys. hoping Lafreniere turns into? What are you hoping Quentin Byfield turns into? What are you hoping Cody Glass turned into? Right? You're hoping they turn out to be good players. You're getting a top 10 player currently that's still like 23 or 24 years old. I yeah, so some, real quick, something that's super relevant to potentially, well, probably not us, but to the West for playoffs, uh, Perron 
was just announced on the COVID list as of five minutes ago. Ooh, mm. that's it. Breaking news here in the weekly nightly podcast. When this comes which... out, when this comes out on Monday, everybody will already know <laughs> yeah. about it. Sorry, breaking news. <laughs> We're not waiting till Monday. We're posting this immediately. Breaking news. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is going out as soon as we're done here. Hey, let's get yeah. that little ticker thing. AJ's got breaking news. Here we go. No, going back David to well, now we need the old timey voices too, Sam. There we go. I love it. <laughs> That's how we're gonna break news from now on. Oh, Sam. <laughs> now we go to AJ. Going back, going back to uh, Buffalo though. There's, it's not just Eichel because uh, right, uh, Sam Reinhardt was. Uh, came out with his displeasure, and I think Ristolainen also wants out. Which one and, treated them? Which one treated Buffalo like your uh, ex girlfriend treated you? No, Sam Reinhardt. Yeah, okay. Reinhardt. Yeah, <laughs> completely followed... wiped out all Buffalo attachments into social media. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Um, I, I I thought it's really ridiculous when they make that like breaking news. Uh, like oh, athletes stop following their social media. Cool. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, but. No, right, it's so, uh, just a tire fire, man. But yeah, yeah. So let's let's end on that note, so we can get a uh, get on along with uh, watching this uh, Boston Washington game. Go yep. Washington. Go Boston. Locked on, Carlo. Oh, all your podcast cares. providers. What? What about locked on, Carlo? He, he's trying. He's trying to pump his thing, guys. If you want to hear Carlo talk every day, he signed up. To be the voice of Locked On for Vegas, he's like the fifteenth fucking person that did it because people are tired of talking every day. So he's gonna do this for a good couple weeks. Go listen to him while he's there. I'm sure he's got some. I apologize, Carlo. I've listened to one yet. I'm sure he's got some <laughs> nerdy shit that he talks about as it's well all as the shit. Golden Knights. He's doing ad reads, which he fucking hate. So please go, just download, subscribe, click subscribe. Uh, Buzzleword's the only person we're talking to because he's the only one that listens all the way to the end. Everybody else, <laughs> even my fucking parents are like, no, nope, we're out. Like, just, give the, just give us the downloads. That's all we really care about.